It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Monday the 26th of September. I can't help that. You can't help that. But what you can help is uh, listening to the Luke and Pete show every week because we just talk about all kinds of stuff. What's been happening in politics, news, social affairs, sexuality, uh, the dark. Three of those we never talk about. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're always what? yapping on about woke liberal agendas. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. Go woke, go broke, actually. baby. I'm speaking go of that, woke, actually. Go broke. We've had a really interesting email on that, which will come... Later, if we remember, if this is your first time listening Ooh. to the Luke and Pete show, I wouldn't take into account anything we say is coming up later because we invariably no. forget. I'm Luke Moore. True. That's Pete Donaldson, aka Hello. the Pete. And Hi. For those of you who are fans of the date of Monday, 26th of September, let me give you a little Philip, a little Philip to get stuck into. Okay. Um, no one uses the word Philip in that way, do they? But it is, it is legitimate. Is it? It's, it just means like a little morsel. A little morsel. Is it like a, what, where did it come from? What's the genesis? I, I can't use it unless I know the genesis. Um, the genesis right, of using... it is um, sat on this morning sofa with Holly. Give us it then. Um, well, my friend, Give us the <laughs> this is going to be even worse than it was already going to be after yeah. that build-up. Um, <laughs> I had a friend at school called Ooh, Ewan. Friend. I don't think he listens yeah. actually. Uh, but right. if he does listen, hello to you, Ewan. He now lives up in Scotland. He's a volunteer firefighter and a bloody lovely fella who I lost touch Is with. Is that a about... job? Volunteer firefighter. I mean, he's, he also works in the oil industry. I think it's just an Thank interesting you. thing that's he does. What, that's what I need. Just I need to, to atone for his oil there, industry yeah. sins, probably. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess all oil does is burn. Yes, I, and, I think like, he, he's I think... kind of trying to, try to get parity on how much oil he burns. I think he did <laughs> say to them when he said, look, I'll volunteer, but I'm only going to oil fires. <laughs> I've nothing to do with the chip pan fire. That's not my watch. No, different um, oil. Anyway, I lost touch with him when I was about fourteen. He moved up to Scotland, and uh, he was one of my one of my best friends. Yeah. And uh, I remember the last time I ever saw him was um, we were. This is such a kind of famous five Enid Blyton type story. Not right. Not in a racist way, because um, we know about her problems. Um, where I um, we were out tree climbing in a little park near us. And he was like, oh, I've got to go now. I've got to be home by this t- time. I think we're about 13 or 14. And the last I ever saw him was him riding off on his bike. Oh, right, Anyway, okay. got back yeah. in touch on the other social medias. Yeah. Um, and we both left our wives for each other. And so, no, I'm <laughs> joking. Uh, and, and we went out for dinner in town about maybe just before the pandemic. And it was great to catch up with him. We had a steak at the Hoxton Hotel in Holborn. Had nice. a lovely old time. He's doing well. So I've got a lovely family now. I'm doing okay. Um and uh, his birthday was on the 26th of September, so I just always remember it. 
really? That was that's that's how we're starting the show. Even for us, that's poor. That is not even the ballpark of being interesting to anyone other than you and possibly I, I Ewan. Think, I think the listeners will be the judge. And Ewan, Ewan's not listening, so he's not in the, on It the sounds end, like Ewan is listening. <laughs> yeah, sounds I like promised you have made him listen. that. He said, you've got a show coming out my birthday. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, the, the neighbour uh, was listening to D-Max uh, and he heard my voice and I was like, uh, what? like I'll, I'll try and put the words neil into into one of the links i can't it's not not nobody's called neil that's ever been featured on a dmax show (laughs) neil down in respect for ice road truckers coming next neil down i could squeeze it in there thank you lucas no problem it's almost a bit like when we um when we first started working with mason and she was on sky sports news and every time she was on live we would always Mm. message her in the group on the ad break trying to get her to do stuff on the telly (laughs) Yeah. Vish was the worst uh, for it. Vish was the worst. V- he kept messaging Vish, her. Vish, Vish wanted her to, uh, and I quote, put your laptop on its side. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Like a book. It's a weird <laughs> It's a weird flex by Vish, isn't it? I was reading his cricket book uh, that he uh, ghost wrote. You Is don't even ben like Stokes? cricket? I like Vish. <laughs> Is it about Ben Stokes? It's a, it's a, I don't isn't, know it, it, isn't it Mark Wood's book? Mark Wood, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you, I haven't I even read it, and I know I just you don't, don't even know, know what it's about. Is. Yeah, but it's all about. He, he barely talks about himself. He talks about other cricketers and the banter that they have, and 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 tips for getting you know getting through a life as a cricket cricketer, I guess. And but what the thing got me was, you know, like in like um, autobiographies, there's always like a little um, sliver of um, coloured paper or, or black and white uh, paper, um, and where you have the photographs and stuff. Yeah. Um, we didn't have that in our book, did we? No. Did they not afford us that They wouldn't luxury? let us have any photos of those. Remember, they kept <laughs> about it. It was too... Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, they were that proven, they were proven correct. <laughs> um, and the uh, and and the pictures, like, that, that he's chosen, because he's a cricketer, like, they're just universally boring, because they're just yeah. cricketers having lunch and stuff. Is this, Great is this book, a review terrible of, pictures. Is this a review of your friend and colleague's book that you are deciding to tell people to not buy? I didn't say that. I literally bought it. I've got skin in this game. I enjoyed the. Bu- I am enjoying the book, even though I don't know oh, anything yeah. on cricket. What's I your favourite part? I don't know what they're then? talking about. What? What's your favourite part then? Oh, he talks about the cricket ball hitting the bat really hard. I don't nice know. Sound. Like, nice sound. Nice sound in sport. I know it is nice, though, is it? Mind you, uh, we we were at the baseball in well, New York. Well, we should, uh, we, should, last week, we, should we? We, yeah, we should definitely come into, onto that because essentially we must give a little bit of continuity for our, our listening community and our Luke and Pucho family because the last time. People would have heard from us, Peter. It would have been in a New York hotel room, which we later worked out that because you were in room 501, that's why the Levi's thing was on the wall, which was pleasing. We, so I mean, we worked out. You worked it I out. I worked it out, and, uh, <laughs> but not in time for the show, obviously. No. Um, later on. That's why I do all my best work when the, when the, when the situation's over. Um, <laughs> and um, but the last we heard, I was about to fly home, which, of course, I did. And uh, we're now both, both back in, well, I'm in, I'm in London, you're in Essex. And you were about to go up to Newark Airport. This is like last week on the Luke and Pete show. Mm. You were about to go up to, to Newark Airport to rent a car. And for no reason at all, drive to Philadelphia. Now, I told my father-in-law, the great LC, about that on the phone yesterday. Right. And he said, in no uncertain terms, you should not do that. Um, <laughs> because Philadelphia is, is, is terrible. And the drive's awful. Um, uh, but, hmm. but his experiences will be very different to yours. He's an older guy. He's American. He's a Native American. So he prob- not, he's not a Native American. I mean, absolutely <laughs> That's a big shout. He's, 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 That's he's, a he's, strong he's, bit of work. He's an American man. Nope. Uh, a red slip. 
Yeah, yeah, he's used to uh, all that, all that kind of stuff. But it might have been novel and new and interesting to you, and I think our listeners would love to hear about your solo, inexplicable road trip to Philadelphia. Take it away. I just did it. I well, so I picked up the car at uh, Newark Airport, which is in New Jersey, I believe, and uh, that took a long time to get there. Uh, picked up the car. Never driven on the right-hand side of the road. Never driven a left-hand side car. And even though I'd ordered the smallest car possible and literally asked for the smallest car possible, (laughs) they gave me what they probably think is the smallest car possible that is at least three times the size of my Fiat 500. Like, it was fucking massive. Massive it was. And, uh, And I tell you what, though. I had all the mod cons, and, and I needed the mod cons frequently. Uh, what were the top three mod spot, cons? Blind spot uh, little lights that come up when a car's just coming up up your bum. That's your great. Uh, it is good. Uh, rear camera was useful. That took me back to my driving test. Uh, and at one point, a car started rolling towards me on a hill. Uh, not <laughs> Nothing to do with me. Uh, the car screamed... Uh, Pre-collision alert! Pre-collision alert! And I was yeah, like, what? You felt like fucking Jean-Luc Picard. Fuck! I couldn't believe it. I was so weird. Um, but it was fucking massive. But like, you averted that. You averted the collision, presumably. I did avert the collision by doing literally nothing because I couldn't do anything because right. I, I was in. I was in forward. I was in, and and it didn't even have a fucking gear stick. It had a little dial that went from parking to reverse to drive. And nice. I was like, whoa, this is such a fucking future car. And all the fucking chairs were on little buttons rather than levers and, and, and wheels and stuff. It was just... It was this car's so got good. chairs. This car's got chairs, mother. But um, yeah, what a, what a ride. It so you drove to Philadelphia in your new... Is it, temp- is it made you be tempted to buy a kind of newer, more swanky car yourself or...? Well, I guess because I've I've been in swanky cars, and actually I got in in Philadelphia because um, uh, uh, I had a beer down the road, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to bed now. Um, I need to go. I've, I've gone, but I've walked too far, and I'm really tired and jet lagged. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go to bed. And uh, I um, uh, I had a bit of food in the Chinese, and then I had a beer, and then went home. And I got in. You an had Uber. another Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Should have got, <laughs> got you some cheesesteak, brother. I got an Uber uh, that was a... Uh, was it Philadelphia? Actually, it might have been somewhere else that I went. Um, anyway, got an Uber, and it was one of those fucking Tesla things. And oh. I've never been in a Tesla before, and fucking hell. Like, he went... Do you want, I went, whoa, this is a Tesla. I've never been in one of these before. He goes, do you want to see how fast it'll go? I went, yes. Yeah, I, that, and he just I, absolutely I, fucking... I had that exactly the, the same situation, and it was frightening <laughs> how fast like, that instant it is. How fast, instant, and fucking uh, quiet it is. You know what I mean? It's so smooth it is. It just goes... Bwah. I felt like, I felt like being... Yeah. I goes, felt like um, doing a Jeremy Clarkson, like... And <laughs> put my bowels in my back pocket. <laughs> in the Laguna. Like, it was It was surprising. That happened to me on a quite late at night in a Tesla Uber <laughs> I got in London... And, and there mm. must be a thing they do where they're just so proud of how fast it is. That's yeah. the first thing he said to me as well when I said that. Um, is that is that not so? Do you reckon Clarkson's probably bang into the electric cars now because because of that feeling? Because he, like, all they talk about on that show is oh how, the acceleration, how fast it goes. But fundamentally, that is like fucking like, like that's a big selling point. It goes really fast, yeah. really quickly. So Clarkson's an interesting character, isn't he? Because he's now a little bit not he's not fully kind of gone, you know the late Anita Roddick, God rest her. But he, he is like a lot more environmentally conscious now, I think, because of that farm he's got and that TV series he had. 
I think he's. Uh, I think uh, you. So can maybe only, he's all for it. You can only be a, a right wing grifter for, for so long. I think. Obviously, he's big, he's probably bigger than that. Uh, the usual kind of Piers Morgany kind of thing. But yeah. I think that the men who made their uh, cultural capital from uh, from being just fucking taking a sideways glance at those lefties. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, think, it's always I a think, sideways glance. Whenever uh, we had like PR copy for the ramble, they always try and put that in there. You're like, just stop fucking putting it in there. And the stop sconce, that in there. glancing yeah. a sconce. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah but on 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 the Clarkson grift, there's a couple of things I think on that. I would say yeah. that, and Piers Morgan's another one of these. As much as you don't like to hear it, I mean Piers Morgan especially isn't isn't especially right wing. He's he's not. He, he, He's, he's, he's like a, he was no, he's he's right wing, but he's but he's 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 always talking about fucking lefties and walking. He, he, no, but he that's the thing because the, because the, because the landscape has changed, not him. I think so. With him and Clarkson, I would say if you've got the landscape which is here and they were on the right of it, it's shifted like that so much. But he but he's talking like but he's 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 on on the right side of like the Gunda bit. But he, oh, but he's, his on, yeah, he's on the right side, but not, out, not as in the right and left, as in the right or wrong his, side. You mean all his, yeah. But all the all his output for for the longest time was this kind of like fucking. You can't say anything these days. I mean, that was his full fucking shtick. You know, oh, you, seriously, it? you can't say anything these days. You can't say anything these days. Well, you and I but, are limited um, to it literally a maximum of probably three hours of content a week now because you can't say anything <laughs> these days. <laughs> you can't say anything uh, these days. I, I would say, I would say, look, I, I've got no, I've got no love for Morgan. I think he's a bell end. Uh, and I have slightly more love for Clarkson. I've never been a big Jeremy Clarkson guy. I really enjoy Clarkson, Clarkson's farm, as I said on this show when it came out and I watched it. I think Clarkson's probably got a lot more in his locker than people think, and mm. I think he just plays to the crowd too often. Yep. Um, but I do think he's a thoughtful, quite a thoughtful person. Um, and also, I think, you know, realistically, Pete, there is, I think there is some truth in what I'm saying, chiefly because if you go to the kind of mid to late 90s and talk about these guys, um, you're totally right. But now you've got big influencers on TikTok, some of whom are saying literally things like seriously saying stuff like you know, women shouldn't have jobs and stuff, which is, is I mean, the, the 90s was not about that at all. The 90s was the opposite to that. And it's, so what I'm saying is the landscape has changed because people have lost their minds. And these guys are all just old guys, aren't they? Who just are, you know a bit set in their ways, which, which I think is probably yeah, um, more even benign. they won't step over that. Uh, no, <laughs> step over those, some of those lines. No, they're, they're kind but, of cont- but, contributors to society rather than. But just it's taken. But it's taken. To, you know, we've talked about that fucking kickboxer guy before. Like, the, it, it's it took the internet and, and social media just takes it to its kind of. Um, Nadir, really, doesn't it? It's kind of like that. Like someone has to be shoutier and more angry and more outspoken than everyone else. And but the problem with the internet is there's no barriers, so any old fucking maniac yeah. can do it. So yeah. uh, you do get these absolute bloody madmen yeah. uh, doing doing this stuff. But um, yeah. So did Philadelphia? That, Sorry, before second. you move on from that, I might as well just bring this email in now. We'll come back to you Philadelphia okay. in a second. Right. There's an email here about Andrew Tate from our friend Harry, who's emailed in saying. This is really interesting because this could this could be a real plot twist. Uh, Harry, Harry says, hi, guys. While on holiday, I managed to catch up with all my outstanding Luke and Pete episodes. Mm. And when needing something to listen to while by the pool, I decided to, I decided to start restart a Luke and Pete show from the beginning. During the early days, as far back as episode 15, I noticed you had an email from an Andrew Tate who emailed in to talk about Eastern Europe. Having seen him all over TikTok and knowing what we now know, this is where he lives. Can this be a coincidence, Harry? Whoa. That's mad, isn't it? Right. Now, that's in the runner. 
Have we got? Have we got? I, I don't have the longest to look at your email. Have we like looked into this? Have I'm looking into. Of... I, I have. I have. I have looked into it. Mm. Uh, first of all, before I get into it, though, I want to know your. But you're not an internet thoughts. sleuth like me, Luke. You need my special skills. Yeah, no, I know, but I, 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 I'm not suggesting that I can deliver what you deliver. Um, but um, I'd like to get your initial thoughts because I do have the email from one Andrew Tate. Right, um, and does it start? I am a problematic kickboxer. Oh, I'm and... pleased. I'm pleased that you you hosting the show aren't ladies. <laughs> um, so, interestingly enough, like obviously, I can't give his email address away, but no. there is a birth year in the email right. address, which is 1983. Come on, which sounds about right. And I mean, will that not? Surely he's got kickboxing records, so it'll have his uh, his address. Nineteen eighty three. Mm, oh, is it okay? And also, because the other thing is that um, he mentions that he went to university in Liverpool. Yeah, okay, right, stop there then. <laughs> yeah. So I suspect it probably isn't him. And then the more I think about, it, the more I think it's probably quite a common name, and so we should just forget it. Yeah. And and, and also, um, Andrew Tate's full name is Emery Andrew Tate the Third. Of course it is, and I—I I, I, much as I would, I would love. His dad was a was the first black grandmaster chess player. What? And look at the this legacy. Is wild. Left. Look his at how was... his grandson. You say grandfather? Good God! No, his uh, his, uh, his grandson or no, his dad. His dad was a. His dad was a. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Did you see that chess scandal that's happening at the moment? Up oh, the bum. It's no, mad. I'm done, as Finji said in the office. Before I give, before I give people the actual stories, you want to give people he the died, interpretation of the he story. He died about six. Tate's dad uh, died no, still during dad. a okay. tournament, a chess tournament, about seven years ago. That's probably why his son's gone mental. Maybe he's just a bit, you know, cut up about it. Yeah. Oh, what about dear. the chess story, Never though, mind. Peter? Hmm. So again, sorry, yeah, chess what, story. Yeah. Uh, disappeared so, a bit of reverie there. It was almost like no one else was around. Just, I, 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 there was this, um, uh, I, there, there was this, there was um, somebody, um, we started putting uh, wrestling videos up on YouTube uh, with uh, Mark Haynes' excellent stuff from our wrestling podcast on the wrestling uh, pod, um, wrestle on the uh, YouTube, uh, and there was a, uh, there was just a really nice uh, wrestler uh, back in the day, and he, uh, he would just, he would just spend his time with the boys going around the country, and he'd have right. like a, uh, he'd take two suitcases with him. One with his own stuff, and then the other uh, suitcase would be filled with like deodorant and socks and stuff like that. Right. Uh, for the other lads, in case they ran out of deodorant and stuff, it's like, it's just like it's so it's so lovely. I, and I just sort of got a little bit lost. This? It's kind of what? <laughs> Where's this come Eaton. from? <laughs> Bobby Eaton, the the wrestler. Yeah, I know. He, he died I get it. not that long ago. And he died a month after his wife, and I think I would, that cut me up a little bit. He's just a really pure soul. Like everyone loved wrestling him. Everyone loved him because he just had all he had deodorant in his bag all the time for them. And um, and it just reminded me of that a man dying during a chess tournament and his son going off the rails a bit. Maybe he needs a pass. Maybe he needs to be given a pass. A demented idiot. Yeah, I think we need to take an ad break there. <laughs> <laughs> because. Because that was absolutely bizarre. That was that was like off the rail stuff. Can I blame this on jet lag four days later? 
Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going back to Philadelphia, and I will get your opinion on that fucking chess story, which is brilliant. A bloke shoved a lot of beads up his ass and promised to play naked. We've got to cover it. Beads up his ass. Beads. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Luca Pete Show. Beads, boys, and batteries is what we're doing. It's uh, Monday, and uh, so so we do, we 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 like squeezing an email. But first, we already did uh, one earlier. Fucking about... hell, how much do they want? All right, fine. Okay, chess tournament. Man puts uh, anal beads uh, allegedly up his bum. He has been accused of putting anal beads up his bum. I mean, the thing is though, right? He he was in this chess tournament and he beats uh, the bloke who does modelling and stuff like the, the famous Magnus guy, Carlson. Carlson, he beat yeah. Carlson, didn't he? Which is a surprise because, and because he, this chess guy, admitted to cheating on chess.com when he was a teenager. Yeah. Everyone just assumed that he just wasn't up to beating Carlson, I think, and, and just sort of said, well, you know, it's clearly a, um, it's, this is clearly uh, dodgy. It's clearly weird. Um, but, like, so that's the only kind of, like, evidence they've got. And the only, like, thing they could think was this anal beads. And, and, and so he didn't admit to putting anal beads up his But how, what's the connection there? Yeah, I, I think people have just put two and two together and got anal beads. I think that's the case, anyway. <laughs> the amount but of times he, we've all done that. But I think, so I think he then um, did either did a rematch with Carlson or he didn't play Carlson the first time. He did a rematch with Carlson. And Carlson, uh, online... Uh, in their bedrooms, and Carson just uh, quit. Uh, he, he did. Well, he did. This two has happened moves again. But I, th- I think that's happened twice. So yesterday, Carlson stepped up with because the other guy's called Hans Neiman. Right. Carlson stepped up and played Neiman again, um, and he um, disappeared from the screen. Just disconnected. Yeah, he just fucked <clears> up. <throat> yeah, yeah. Refused to play him again because I think he. Yeah, there was because there was. There was something that happened again, sort of similar nature, that like last month, and then when yeah. Magnus Carlsen, who apparently normally is all over the media, like, people love him because he's always so present on the media, he refused to do interviews yesterday. And then earlier in the earlier incident, said, if, "Did the old Jose Mourinho? If I speak, I'm in trouble." Yeah. Uh, and then and then hands <laughs> knee. When it starts to get really odd, because chess is like a madly intrinsic and really intriguing kind of scene, really. 
going yeah. back all the way to like Bobby Fischer and all that kind of stuff, which I, if people don't know about Bobby Fischer, I'd recommend you you watch uh, either read or watch. The book's definitely called Bobby Fischer versus the World, and it's brilliant. And there's a documentary mm. which might have the same title about where Bobby Fischer becomes this kind of pawn, pun intended, in the Cold War, right? Um, playing all these Soviet grandmasters and stuff. And and but anyway. The, the way that it becomes intriguing between Carlson and Neiman is because Neiman then says, look, I did cheat on an online thing in an unranked tournament, as you said, Pete, way back in the day, but I've never cheated since. And if mm. you want um, reassurance that I'm not going to cheat, I'll, t- I'll play every game against you completely naked, mm. um, which is kind of a weird flex. <laughs> it's a weird flex, because, especially because people say that you've got things up your bum. Like, I mean, yeah. you can't see up your bum. What would you do if he, if he agreed to play completely naked and then when he walked yeah. in, you know, cock and bollocks out, um, his penis was a bishop? <laughs> what, well, the end with a little split down it? I reckon, because I reckon then Magnus Carlsen would be like, it's a prophecy. He was he was foretold to become a chess <laughs> grandmaster because chess. he was born with I'm a sorry, bishop I, as a penis. I'm sorry I didn't believe you. That I mean, that is the most phallic. I don't know. The Queen's pretty phallic, isn't she? I suppose. Though, I mean, they're all quite phallic. Yeah, yeah. But there's, but the like, yeah. I guess they've all got little kind of bulbous ends, haven't they? I think you should be allowed as long as you don't. Who invented the chess? Who invented the and the horses? They've famously got massive uh, hogs, haven't they? So, like, what is this obsession with things that look like penises and one thing that has big penises? Have you just discovered? Have you just discovered all of mainstream culture? (laughs) <laughs> because you know the fact that like everywhere you turn everything that's made is is um is kind of phallic or based on a woman's body what's wrong like, with drafts Nipples. no there's nothing wrong with drafts checkers as they call them in america checkers Oreola. Um, they kind of like areola shaped don't they where are you going with that <laughs> like all areolas. i was gonna say was a perfectly serious and i think legitimate point that mm. if Hans Neiman did have a penis shaped like a bishop, that should be fine as long as he doesn't try and play it on the board as an extra bishop because that's an advantage. Oh right, okay. Or a mega bishop if he gets hard. Um, yeah, and then and then just goes and then and then when he ejaculates on the board, he goes. Oh, yeah, why sorry, is he ejaculating on the board? My like, bishop's just too been, far now. My bishop's just been sick. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know where I'm going with it. I, I've gone yeah. too far there. I apologise to anyone listening. Um, Stepping like over that. into my filthy world. Yeah, it, sometimes it does rub off. Um, oh, I've done it again. Steady. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's the I think that's the chess thing covered, isn't it? That's, that's chess I, covered. I, that and so I did covered. promise before the break we'd just briefly take another sojourn back to Philadelphia and just find out a bit more about what you did there, aside from the Chinese takeaway that is probably the most predictable Chinese in history. Right. Um, what's the Chinese food scene like in Philly? I, I, I mean, I know uh, the Americans are famously terrible at Chinese food, but I mean, even for, I mean, I did. Are they? I, I thought did, New York and San Francisco was known as very good for Chinese food. They're bad well, for Indian food. Massive, chi- massive Chinatown, but I'm, outside of Chinatown, I would say, I would say right, Philadelphia, okay. obviously. I, right. I don't think has a massive Chinatown, but uh, e- yeah, I mean, I just had like all of their. I couldn't find the crispy head of beef. Couldn't find the lemon chicken. Um, so that I'll just have a filet mignon. Uh, and it was oh, from just, a Chinese. It was like, it was like a stewing steak with a bowl of rice. No, because I like steak with rice. I think it really works. So I just really fancied yeah. a steak and a bit of rice. But uh, yeah, it was absolutely rank. And then next day, absolutely uh, wrecked, uh, knackered, uh, tired. I uh, drove to Atlantic City, baby. Oh, nice. <laughs> Went and to now Atlantic we're getting City. somewhere. Uh, it's just like South End. <laughs> just. <laughs> 
like shit Vegas. It's just like it's 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 rough as all boots, but really unpretentious at the same time. Did I really you ever go to any of the car- any, any, any of the any of the tables? Any- I walked past the tables. I just, I, I sort of looked at how you would turn your green into uh, chips. I couldn't really figure it out, so I just walked off. And that's that's to their discredit. They should have yeah. someone just approaching anyone who's walking around, going, "Do you want to have some gambling? Do you want to have some gambling?" Oh, mate, they have missed a, They have missed an absolute opportunity there. It's, I know, it's, right? You're, you're probably the easiest person to part with cash I've ever met, <laughs> and they've missed. You've walked in there. And that's like being hunt, hunting. And seeing the world's best, I don't know, deer, and not having your gun loaded. Not that I agree with yeah. hunting. Right? That's a horrible analogy. I don't know why I used what it. What a but horrible analogy. And the you world's are, best deer. Let's, I would let's like you just to say, draw that deer. Let's just say, when you walk into that gambling room and to that casino, you are big game. You are big game. <laughs> and they have absolutely missed an opportunity there. Big buck hunter. I am, uh, yeah. What would be the, what would, for you, you talk about great game, you talk about, a great deer like what what would that look like to you because i'm thinking heated seats rear cameras <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking like the best primo deer that's, that's how you steer it so when you ride a deer you steer him with the big antlers <laughs> that's how you do it it's power <laughs> steering yeah but yeah uh like city uh i recommend it uh but it is rough as all boots but you can't Very recommend enjoyable. it because you didn't do anything when you were there no, I was just I just drank by myself in uh in in a pub for a bit and then went home. <laughs> that, I think that might be the most depressing sentence a thousand ever. I mean, really for Atlantic sure. City, it really is. I drove down the course for a bit because I was just like I, I don't want to take the piss because I, like I will crash if I keep driving. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was like I am tempting fate here, like you wouldn't believe. So, uh, but no, all good. You no, didn't crash any at all, no. Nope, didn't no. So, apart from and, that, and. and People who know you will know you've got another trip to the US uh, next month, is it? Where you've got some driving to do there. So you, that was the whole point of this because you wanted to practice that's, your driving, right? That's proper serious driving, yeah. That was basically, I just wanted to know that I could definitely do it. But I think we're going even bigger with the car this time. So I think I'll be I think I'll think be driving an HGV by the end of this. It's always a constant <laughs> surprise. I can remember I was obviously married in the US and when my brother-in-law took responsibility for driving some of the family mm. around, um, he hired a car. And yeah. when he turned up, he's... he's fairly small fella himself um and when he turned up finally in this rental car i mean i was cracking it was absolutely ridiculous it was like he was driving buckingham fucking palace on wheels <laughs> and he was, when he got out of the car he was just cracking up laughing as well so i have no idea what i'm doing here but it was so big the car was so big it had so you know you've got the front seats and the back seats in yeah. the car when you look at it side on this had like a yeah. third row <laughs> A third row seat. Didn't need him. Didn't no. need him. <laughs> Not even a minibus. Yeah. Like so... They just sort of went, they don't really have minibuses in America because the but, because the cars are just big enough, aren't they, really? They've always got an extra row to put in. Incredible. So, yeah, I mean, I mean even even then, it's um, it was pretty unmanageable. But the thing is, the roads are so big as well. I think to a lot of Americans coming here, I think, particularly when you get outside of the main conurbations and stuff, I think they're surprised the roads are so narrow. Because you know, on yeah, my road, it, basically, you have to wait at the top of it for someone to come down before you can drive up, and that's just complete. That that just doesn't exist in the US, really. Is everyone double double parked? Are people kind of parked half on the? Um, in my road, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annoying though, isn't it? 
Anyway, all right, Pete. That's probably oh, about enough time yeah. for for Monday's episode. So should we get out of here and then and then we'll come back? Obviously, on Thursday we got a special battery section after um, after the break next on Thursday, which is something to look forward to. Mm. Uh, and we'll and we'll fill people in on on lots of other stuff as well. And, and maybe people can contribute to the chess debate, the driving of big cars debate. Mm. The um, you know, if you've got a penis like a chess piece, get involved. Tell, let yeah. us know. Let's um, let's have pictures of of men's wangers that look most like um, chess pieces. I work? don't think you should have said that. No, okay, we don't yeah. want any of that. Yeah, not that, not uh, that caper, please. Anything else you do want to email in on is hello at lukeandpeacher.com. We are at Luke and Peacher on Twitter and Instagram. Please leave us a review wherever you download your pods. Five stars is great. Helps other people to find us and mm. gives us the credit and the praise that we so desperately crave every minute of our waking <laughs> lives. So thank you very much for that as well. And um, unless there's anything else from you, Peter, I think I'll just say we'll see you on Thursday. Let's get out of here, baby. Ta-ta. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.